Welcome into the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com for Saturday, February 25th at Oaklawn Park. And they've got a Derby prep and an Oaks prep out at Oaklawn. So we'll jump into the three-year-old Phillies uh, division, Jim. Tom Leach here with Jim Goodman, Keelan's Director of Wagering Development. It's the Grade 3 Honeybee Stakes at a mile and a 16th for the three-year-old Phillies on the road to the Kentucky Oaks. Who'd you like? I like wet paint for Brad Cox uh, and Flavian Pratt. Um, this filly was uh, uh, was it Turfway broker broker maiden at Indiana on a sloppy track back in October as a two year old, and then uh, wound up at Turfway in December in an optional fifty thousand. Didn't win that, but they brought her back in the Martha Washington at Oakland on January twenty eighth to prep for this race, and she won by two and beat a couple of horses that are coming back to try her again. Tax and defining purpose. And all of that race was just, she looked like she could run uh, another eighth of a mile at the end of that race and won easily coming from well out of it in a six-horse field. And she won by two, and it's got on the comments of the racing form, it says, steered out full of run. And I went back and watched it, and she really was. So I think she's a, uh, a little bit late developing Brad Cox's uh, new three-year-old. Um, but I think that uh, she's coming the right way. She's got a win over the track. She's beaten a couple of other horses in here. Um, I think grand love for Steve Asmus in, uh, in her three-year-old debut um, comes out of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies where she didn't run that well, but she only got to beat six lengths to Wonder Wheel. Uh, she's going to be on the lead probably, but there's enough other speed in here. I think Wet Paint sits just off of it and runs them down the stretch. I think Defining Purpose coming out of the same race has a shot. Other than that, I think... Um, the maker horse has raced a lot. She's already got nine races, uh, so they raced her a lot as two-year-old, and her best race was optional 80 up at Oakland last time out. But I just think that uh, Grand Love and Wet Paint get us through that leg of the pick four with Wet Paint being my pick. I went a little deeper in here. Uh, I like Wet Paint a lot, but uh, I ended up going to the other one you mentioned, Grand Love, like that debut win at Saratoga last summer. And then this horse was sixth out of 13 in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies, only beaten six length by a Wonder Wheel, working like she's ready. So off that work pattern, I'm going to give the edge to her over wet paint. But uh, I want to use Toehead um, that you mentioned for Maker. The nine Boss Lady Bailey uh, ran a 77 buyer last time. A little bit of a wake-up, and I'm including this horse mainly because I interviewed John Ortiz last year during the Keeneland meet in the fall. And uh, for the Alcibiades, and this uh, filly had a horrible draw, but he was really high on her, and uh, maybe she finally put it all together last time. And then I'm going to throw in Defining Purpose, uh, just if I like wet paint. This horse was a pretty good third to uh, to uh, wet paint last time, so I'm going to add Defining Purpose as well and go five deep when we get to the pick four. Grand Love on the top. Grade 2 Rebel is race 11. This is three-year-olds going a mile at a 16th. There's a couple of Brad Cox horses in there that I think will be very tough to beat, verifying and giant mischief. I'm going to try to beat them with a 10-to-1 shot on the morning line in Red Route 1. I watched uh, the race that um, the Baffert horse won, Arabian Night, so impressively. And yet uh, I saw Red Route 1 closing stoutly out in the middle of the track and uh, really impressed with how this horse finished. And I said to myself, I'm going to keep an eye on this horse and, and bet him next time. So this is the next time. He was well clear of third place. And it was an 87 buyer, which was his lifetime best. 
followed it up with a 101 work, which is uh, sharp for the Asmussen barn. And I like that 10 to 1. So I'm going to try that horse. And uh, within the race, I'll just play him in uh, exactas with the two Cox runners and hope that Red Route 1 at 10 to 1 can finish first or second. Probably use a, a smaller ticket using uh, Reincarnate within the race as far as the exactas. And uh, I'm not going to use Reincarnate on the pick four just to uh, keep the ticket down to some something around a manageable budget. But it is a Baffert transfer and has been top two in all five starts. I just haven't been overly impressed uh, with any of the numbers. But uh, certainly dangerous coming out of the Baffert barn. But Red Route 1, a little bit of an upset for me in the Rebel. Who do you like? Well, no, win picks can be verifying. Uh, based on that last race at Oakland. And um, <clears throat> when Breeders' Cup Juvenile, he pretty much split the field. He was sixth, but he got beat 12 lengths by Forte, and uh, a little bit disappointing that day. But in his first race back as a three-year-old, got a 97 buyer. Uh, Martin Garcia was on that day, and, and uh, Giroux, one of Cox's go-tos, takes the mound today. So second off of the layoff, improves at 97. He's going to be awfully tough to beat. <clears throat> I'm going to use the other Cox, Giant Mischief, um, coming off the springboard mile and been off since December, so this is his three-year-old debut. I'm going to use the other Asmussen. You mentioned Red Route 1. I think Gun Pilots got more upside. I think Red Route 1 ran well last time out, but was never going to get to the Arabian Night, and the horse has only won one time out of six races, whereas Gun Pilot has two out of three and had a really good race over this uh, over this course back in February to get ready. So I'm going to use Gun Pilot. Giant mischief verifying, and I'm going to use reincarnate in my pick four simply because Baffert ships in Arkansas and they always do well. And the octane isn't going to change much from what Baffert does. So um, this horse is well meant, and uh, you, like you said, is finished first or second in all five starts. So I'm going to go four deep in the pick four, but verifying is my uh, pick for Brad Cox. We'll go back to the ninth race and talk about the first leg of this late pick four at Oakland. It's an allowance optional claimer at. Six furlongs for four-year-olds and up. I had a tough time narrowing this group down, um, so I, I'm going to have a, a deep uh, run at this first leg of the pick four. How about you? I'm going to use four horses. I thought Osborne is, is a legitimate favorite in here off that last race at, at Oakland, coming off a Keeneland effort back in October, and then had been off since then and came out January 20th and, and posted a 98 buyer and a two other than or two two others two non-winners of two lifetime allowance races. So Moquette maybe didn't have that, you know, that big of faith in the horse, but uh, obviously protecting him here uh, and probably just a little bit tougher race because it's open optional claiming rather than than, uh, non-winners of two lifetime. But that seven length win kind of impresses me there. I mean, Bayerano and Moquette have been very good uh, at the Oakland meet. Moquette's 14% and uh, Bayerano's right 18% at Oakland. They use Golden Hornet just because of the amazing speed for Larry Ravelli. And um, if he gets an easy lead, he'll be tough to handle. Um, 93 buyer last time out. I'm also going to use a couple of horses on the outside. Life is hard for Jim DeVito. Um, this horse may get a really good trip behind the speed sitting outside in the nine hole. But I'm also going to use Chris Hartman here, the 10 horse. Chris Hartman is 33% at Oakland. Um uh, and he's a 23% trainer, but he's 33% at Oakland. And uh, Juarez is one of his go-tos, and he's been tough to beat down there. And I'm just thinking that this horse, he steps it up. Uh, he, he went second in a same-level race last time out, and he may get the same sort of trip that life is hard does off the speed. So I'm going to use a uh, four left as a long shot in here. going to go four deep, and I suppose that 
my pick would be Osborne, but I don't like the eight to five morning line. Yeah, I took Osborne on top too, just off that last race that was so impressive. But um, as I said, I, I'm going to go deep here. I liked Life is Hard with a 95 buyer off a layoff. Chasing Time really uh, intrigued me. Uh, this horse had trouble in his four-year-old debut. Kept really good company last year. And it's uh, Gasperson and Rosario. and I think that one's a little dangerous at a price. Wayakin, second time out of the Diodoro barn. So that could uh, be a dangerous angle. Diodoro has been tearing it up out there at Oakland, too. Uh, I included Golden Hornet just on the angle that this horse has really good speed down on the inside. And it's uh, out of the, the Ravelli barn. He spots his horse as well. And then I'm going to throw in Wheelin Springs, the six, at a price just because the horse has some back class at Oaklawn, and Irad Ortiz sees fit to take the mount on this horse. So six deep for me, and I think you make a good case for the ten horse as well, but I'm going to leave it at six to keep the ticket within a reasonable number. The last leg of the pick four is a Maiden Special Arkansas Bread, three, for, three, three-year-olds and up at six furlongs. Great way to close out a pick four. Uh, who did you land on? Yeah, a little tongue-in-cheek there. Uh, yeah, I, I wish they'd put a stakes race in this pick four rather than doing this to us with a uh, Arky bread. I thought the 10 horse for Ron Moquette, time and beyond. Again, Moquette and Bayerano, um have been very good at Oakland. This horse almost broke through last time out, only got beat a half length and it made special weight uh, at six furlongs. So coming back, doing the same thing that he did last uh, last December, probably would be the favorite in here. I'm also going to use Chris Hartman's horse, Midnight Taxes. Interesting horse here. Uh, he takes over the training from Jeff Mullins. This horse ran at Del Mar in Santa Anita and didn't really perform there, but I, Chris Hartman's hot right now. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to let him beat me out of a pick four if I'm live here. So I'm going to use the seven there. And then I'm also going to use first-time starter for Steve Asmus in table money. Been working well for this one. Got a lot of works on the on the uh, on the sheet, and uh, I don't think this is the strongest field in the world. And I think uh, for an Arkansas bred, uh, he could he could jump up and win first time asking. The other horse, Skype for Calvin Burrell, uh, his brother trains it. O for sixteen trainer and O for eleven lifetime maiden. If Skype beats me, I'm just going to lose because I'm not going to take an O for eleven in the last race of the day. So going to stick with three deep here. Uh, time and beyond is my pick for 10 horse. Yeah, I'm going too deep here. I'm using the Hartman horse on top on the angle that uh, this horse will improve on the first time out for the Hartman barn, 24% uh, win rate with newcomers. And then the 10 time and beyond, Moquette and Bejarano. So those two for me, I, I think you could certainly make a case for the uh, Asperson Furster, but I'm going to at a $90 ticket as it is. And so I'm going to uh, keep, uh, keep it to two in this last leg. So I've got... To start out, one two three four six nine with two three seven eight nine with one three five with seven ten ninety dollar tickets. So it's a little more than I normally like to give out, but um, these are some pretty good sized fields, and so I think there's a chance this could pay decently if we could hit it. So, what's your ticket look like, Jim? Well, I've got a forty eight dollar ticket. I only went too deep in the second leg, so I've got two four nine ten with three seven with one four five six. With four seven ten, that's forty eight bucks. Best of luck if you're playing the Oakland card on Saturday or Gulfstream, Tampa, somewhere else. Some good racing around the country. So while you're watching the hoops, make sure you have some funds in your Keeneland Select account to play the ponies. And we'll be back next week for another edition of the In the Money Podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.